Greetings and welcome to The Dividing Line. Yes, indeed, we are here, and uh, hopefully the electricity will stay on and stuff. It hasn't gone off, but um, it's only supposed to be like, uh, what, 110 today, something like that, 109, 110, something like that. But uh, over the weekend, uh, 116 on Saturday and Sunday, and low of 91 or something like that. Uh, what's that? You blame COVID? Eh, might as well. Um, everybody else does. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be toasty here in Phoenix. But I mentioned this morning, with each passing year, it bothers me less and less. To be perfectly honest with you, I, uh, there's a reason why Sun City was uh, built in Arizona and not Minnesota. Um, there's a reason, and I just think us older folks. Uh, the cold just gets you, and the heat just after a while, sort of like, yeah, it's hot. So, what about it? Anyway, uh, I've been looking at the um, the Neowise comet. I finally found it this morning. Funny thing is, I didn't realize I had found it until I looked at the pictures that I had taken. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, so, yeah, I ran to the storage room um, this morning. I grabbed my scope and everything I need. And I'm gonna to try to get out in the morning and get a decent, uh, a decent picture of it, um, which means I'll be setting up my scope at 4 a.m. or something like that to be able to do it. But um, uh, if you get a chance, uh, look toward the Star Capella, um, which is going to be north of the sunrise, and uh, you might be able to see the uh, the comet and its its tail. And um, it's neat to see stuff like that. Uh, those, those are. Not once-in-a-lifetime things. There's actually a lot of comments out there, if you know where to look. But uh, there's some beautiful stuff up there in the, in the sky. Remember I showed you the video of the, uh, the uh, satellites going overhead, too? There's some, there's some neat stuff up, up there. I just, I just don't think we spend enough time looking up. Uh, and I don't mean in the metaphorical sense. We all need to look up. Uh, well, actually, yes. Uh, of course, if you live in a major city, all you see is just haze and dust and particulates and stuff like that. But uh, there's some uh, there's some beautiful, beautiful stuff up there. And it's good to remi- be reminded of that in the midst of all of the negativity uh, that we are surrounded by each and every day. I think we're all being impacted by it. I certainly am. Um, as soon as you get up, if you turn, if you grab the phone, if you do whatever and check what's happened overnight, you're just assaulted immediately by the insanity that's going on and the evil that's going on. We can't ignore it. Uh, I know there are a lot of Christians that would just like to, well, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to worry about it. I, I guess if you really do have the idea that we're just, uh, that there's no reason to polish the brass on a sinking ship. Um, okay. But, um, if you, uh, yeah, I just don't know how grandparents do this anymore. I'm, I'm thinking about the grandkids. I'm thinking about um, what world they're going to face and what, what can I do to, 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 to have some type of positive impact, not only in their lives, uh, faithfulness, but um, in the society as well. So we can't ignore it, but at the same time, it can't become something that absolutely um, uh, swallows you up at the same time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I, I, I am stunned at some of the stuff that I am seeing. Someone is trying to start um, a war uh, in our country, very plainly, very clearly. Uh, and so on Reddit, now I've never been a Reddit person, and almost everybody that I have encountered that was a Reddit person is a little bit odd, you know, like Red. Uh, what? Oh well, there there are conservatives there, but but uh, but Red and Red in Georgia, I'm, I've I've seen him do, talking about Reddit and stuff like that. So that just gives you an idea that most people there are half bubble off one way or the other. Uh, but anyway, um, so there is a uh, I just saw this. Uh, we can no longer allow any content that shows POC persons of color as the aggressor. Due to the new Reddit updates to its policies and rules, as well as administrator conversations with users, we can no longer allow any post comments or other content that shows a POC as the aggressor. This is considered hate speech and or harassment towards an important minority group and is no longer allowed. This absolutely means any videos as well as news reports, photos, personal stories, data statistics, police reports, or any other form of media. Um, 
And then I'm reading about about legislators attempting to introduce legislation um, that if you are a white person, I realize white person means a lot of people. I mean, the a historical nature of this social justice movement is stunning. It truly is. Um, when you think about the civil strife that existed in our nation's history amongst white groups, and now they're all just one big amorphous blob. Uh, remember the problems that the Italians had, that the Irish had, that the Irish had with the Italians? <laughs> but we're all just one big mass of people now. All those differences, all those distinctions, things that led to blood in the streets, irrelevant. Doesn't make, doesn't make a lick of difference now. You're just, uh, you're just white. And if you're white, they are actually introducing legislation that you cannot call the police about activities of people of color. Now, I'm not sure how you're supposed to figure that out. I mean, are we all supposed to run around with our, with our family tree on our back now or something like that so you can figure these things out? What about people like Obama, who is half one, half the other? Can he, can he only call half the police on himself? I, I, I can't figure any of this stuff out. It's so absurd. It's all based upon this idiotic racism that has absolutely taken over everyone's thinking. And it is racism. It's the, it's the old kind of stupid racism. But... You can't you, if you if you call the police on a black person, you can be the one that ends up in trouble. And you you can't, according to this, post anything, videos, news reports, photos, personal stories, data or statistics. So, over the past month and a half, massive numbers of shootings, massive numbers of murders. In New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, especially. Um, far more people have died in the past 90 days due to the BLM destruction of the peace of our society than cops had killed unarmed black people for years. Add them all up. It's just... Um, don't, don't tell me that BLM is concerned about black lives. Their, their activities have resulted in far more black lives being taken. And, of course, since they do not oppose abortion, that just blow those numbers up by many, many other factors. Anyway, uh, data statistics, police reports, or any other form of media. Uh, who was it uh, that was, um, was it here in Arizona or was it nationally? I think it was here in Arizona. Uh, that uh, some of the police, or maybe it's the FBI, would no longer be publishing mugshots because it could be racially insensitive. It, 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 is, it is truly like all understanding of basic logic and rationality has been abandoned. And then when you mention logic and rationality, Robin D'Angelo runs up and says, that's a form of white fragility. If you talk about logic, if you, I was just reading part of the book. If you if you demand uh, facts to back up claims, that demonstrates white supremacy and white fragility. So, you, you, there's no reasoning that well. The, a there's no reasoning going on, and there's no reasoning with such a person. You can't have. I might as well just go. Makes just as much sense because they can interpret it any way they want to interpret that because there's no there's, there's no laws anymore. There's no logic. There's no words don't have meanings anymore. They all get to be changed any way we want. That's the end of a civilization. That's that's the death throes. That's the twitching of the body as as the last neurons fire in the brain and um, and the heart comes to uh, a, a, a an end. That's what we're looking at. If if this is not turned back oh yeah 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 um that that whole thing comes from from the idea that you know the greeks were the ones who you know pioneered so much of this stuff and 
they were white, even though they're not really white. But it, it, again, it, it, it's all it's all completely made up categories, anyways. And it, we finally just reached critical mass where there were enough people who had been taught this idiocy without anybody calling it idiocy um, that they're now marching through the streets and destroying uh, stuff. Uh, did you see the Nancy Pelosi video clip today? No, I, I heard it a lot. Oh, she, oh man. Somebody was, they were asking about tearing statues down. And she's just, she, sometimes Pelosi has this look and she goes people will do what people will do that's what she says people will do what people will do but nobody's above the law but but people will do what people do (laughs) you know who I held accountable for this for for, uh, representative Ilhan and and AOC it's the people that put them in office it's the people that voted for these people The, the district that sends Pelosi back there it's the people in those districts. They're the primarily responsible ones when these people in, engage in the type of behavior they're engaging in. We literally have members of the government. This is why it's so dangerous, is that it's one thing when you have people outside, but it's when it's people in the government saying, we need to tear it all down, we need to burn it all down, we need to destroy it. That's when you really, really, really start to wonder what on earth is going on. Now, we all saw this, I think. I, I simply had to bring this up. Uh, I, I just had to. Because... <laughs> Rich just said, this will get us kicked off of YouTube for sure. Uh, I don't think so, because everybody's playing this. Uh, and I have predicted, I have made the prediction that Don Lemon. Uh, last night, Tucker Carlson was talking about this, but he didn't call him Don Lemon. He called him Lemon. Lemon. Something like that. I didn't know that anything had changed. I don't know. Uh, I don't watch CNN. Um, I don't watch MSNBC. What I see is what bleeds out when, when the insanity meter explodes and some of it escapes and people go, can you believe this? Um, so you see screen captures and stuff like that, and it's pretty wild. But here is um, a video from seven years ago. Now, as things are changing in Western society, seven years is like studying antiquity all of a sudden. Um, I saw a study recently that said that um, racism and racial tensions had reached their minimum under Bush. And then under Obama, exploded. Which is interesting. But that a large portion of black Americans were very satisfied with race relationships back then. So here's 2013... And here's Don Lemon, 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 whatever. What? Whatever. Hey, I, uh, Tucker Carlson's got to know all these guys. He's, he's got to. Um, just, just listen. And, and yeah, here we go. Jury has reached his verdict, one that everyone must accept. It's time now for some tough love on the subject. Someone on another network got the chance to go first because I couldn't go during the week. I'm only here on the weekend, so listen to this. The reason there is so much violence and chaos in the black precincts is the disintegration of the African-American family. He's got a point. In fact, he's got more than a point. Bill? Raised without much structure. Young black men often reject education and gravitate towards the street culture, drugs, hustling, gangs. Nobody forces them to do that. Again, it is a personal decision. He is right about that, too. But in my estimation, he doesn't go far enough. Because black people, if you really want to fix the problem, 
here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. And if, if, if this doesn't apply to you, if you're not doing this, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Some people, a lot of them black, gave me flack for saying that recently on the Wendy Williams show. If you're sagging, it means I think it's your self-esteem is sagging and who you are as a person. It's sagging. Young people need to be taught respect and there are rules. Sagging pants, whether it's Justin Bieber or no-name Derek around the way, walking around with your ass and your underwear showing is not okay. In fact, it comes from prison when they take away belts from the prisoner so that they can't make a weapon. And then it evolved into which role a prisoner would have during male-on-male -male prison sex. The one with the really low pants is a submissive one. You get my point? Number four now is the N-word. For our generation, what we did was we took the word and we took the power out of that word. We took this word and we made it into poetry. I understand poetic license, but consider this. I hosted a special on the N-word, suggesting that black people stop using it, and that entertainers stop deluding yourselves or themselves and others that you're somehow taking the word back. By promoting the use of that word when it's not germane to the conversation, have you ever considered that you may just be perpetuating the stereotype the master intended, acting like a nigger? A lot of African-Americans took offense to that, too. And I wondered if I gave the right advice. I really did. But confirmation came the very next day on my way home when I exited the subway on 125th Street in Harlem. This little kid in a school uniform, no older than seven years old, he was crying his eyes out as he walked down the sidewalk with his mother. I'm going to be honest here. She turned to him and she said, I'm sick of you. You act like an old-ass man. Stop all that crying, nigger. Is that taking the word back? Think about that. Now, number three, respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now. It's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids they're acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. A high school dropout makes on average $19,000 a year. A high, a high school graduate makes $28,000 a year. A college graduate makes $51,000 a year. Over the course of a career, a college grad will make nearly a million dollars more than a high school graduate. That's a lot of money. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, it doesn't mean you should, especially without planning for one or getting married first. More than 72% of children in the African-American community are born out of wedlock. That means absent fathers. And the studies show that lack of a male role model is an express train right to prison. And the cycle continues. So please, black folks, as I said, if this doesn't apply to you, I'm not talking to you. Pay attention to and think about what has been presented in recent history as acceptable behavior. Pay close attention to the hip-hop and rap culture that many of you embrace, a culture that glorifies everything I just mentioned, thug and reprehensible behavior, a culture that is making a lot of people rich, just not you, and it's not going to. That said, though, the political right is not off the hook. Okay. Um, let me let me just let me just say something really obvious here. If this man said those words today on CNN, he would not be allowed to empty out his desk as he was thrown out of the building. Right? That would be considered hate speech. He would be canceled immediately. Seven years. Seven years. Some of you dispensationalists are going, seven years. No. <laughs> Wrong. Nope. That's not what we're talking about. Seven years. What has happened to this man? And do you remember, it wasn't seven years ago that I said the exact same thing.
I actually have that article, that dividing line, right up here on the screen. That was March 30th, 2016, with the picture of the young man who fit everything Everything. he just said. Everything. But you said it, and kaboom. Kaboom, you racist. And from many Christians. Yep. Said the exact same things. Why? Because it's true. It's just true. It's 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 common sense true. It's every meaningful study that isn't perverted by money true. Um, it is it is an inviolable reality that if you'll get married before you have sex and before you have children, and if you'll graduate from high school. And if you won't do drugs, you'll get along pretty well. You used to be able to get along pretty well in this nation, no matter what your color was, no matter what your ethnicity was. Those are just facts. That's just the reality of life. And Don Lemon, Lemon, whatever, said it, said it clearly, said it appropriately. Will he say that today? Of course not. And now that this clip is going all over the place, my prediction this morning was he's going to have to come out and address it. And when he does so, we're going to get an insight into why so many black evangelicals who were saying the same things in 2010 and 2013 and it was unremarkable because it's just basic common sense morality, are no longer saying those things. He didn't blame white people. He didn't defend the pants around the thighs stuff. I didn't even know some of that stuff. I, I Okay. Naive guy. But it makes sense that it comes out of the prisons. It makes sense that that's what it's referring to. It makes sense that it's disrespect. Everyone's always known it was disrespectful, but now you're supposed to go, it's an artifact of a certain culture, and we're supposed to celebrate it. I will never celebrate a man sticking his derriere in my face. It's not going to happen. And any culture that tries to promote the celebration of that is a culture that will not last long. It has no foundation upon which to stand. I didn't know about it either. No. I just knew it was disrespectful. I just, I just knew that it was a fundamentally disrespectful thing. And I had seen wise Christian men, especially older wise Christian men in the black community. And what are they always bringing up? Pull your pants up. Because they know what it means. They know what it represents. They, re- they recognize the rebellion and that it's not going to lead you to a good place. They were saying it, but I couldn't say it. We all know, we saw, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the guy, the football, the former football, Terry? Terry Cruz. Terry Cruz. Ben getting ripped up one side and down the other for being an American, for being an American who recognizes that we have to stand together. He's a courageous man. He was on with Don Lemon, and Don Lemon won't let him talk. So what has happened to him in seven years? I'll be interested in hearing, because he's going to have to address it. This has gone, that clip has gone everywhere. So he's going to have to address it. He's got to talk about it. Now, you all probably also saw this morning uh, another Don Lemon clip. <laughs> he's he's everywhere. Um, here here we here we have now. <laughs> Cuomo is sitting here, and Cuomo obviously is culturally Roman Catholic. Okay, I mean that's that's the only way to put it. Um, I I refuse to blame Rome for Cuomo. <laughs> okay, I just that's just not fair. All right, that is just not fair. Now, 
I would love if, and I think I heard about one, but they're they're in the minority. I would love if some Roman Catholic priest in New York, um, not that I doubt he, I doubt he ever goes to mass, but uh, would just stand up and say, "I ain't no, mm-mm, you, mm-mm, get out of the line, not not doing it." Do something, show some interest in. Uh, church discipline, but that's if in the days of Pope Francis, that's not going to happen. That's that's just the reality. Um, Cuomo just sits there nodding as Don Lemon demonstrates that he doesn't know a lot about theology. Um, did he know more about theology seven years ago? I don't know. Everything he said in that clip was common sense stuff, it really was. It wasn't necessarily, it was. It was back from when the Christian worldview still was having a little bit of impact. It's sort of like over the past seven years, all of a sudden, it just, the momentum just went, and so many people have just said, yay, let's run with this to our self-destruction. But this one popped up, uh, popped up this morning. Engaged in the discussion. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ, if you believe in, if, you, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ, admittedly, was not perfect when he was here on this earth. So why are we deifying the founders of this country? <laughs> um, okay, so um, he doesn't know who Christians think Jesus is or has forgotten who Christians think Jesus uh, is and was. Um, what does that what does any of that have to do with the false accusation of deifying the founders of this country? I, I'm guessing they were probably talking about, you know, getting rid of Washington and, and you know, there's that famous uh, picture of the Constitutional Congress um, and someone last year sometime, sometime in 2019, before all the violence started, actually, put a red dot on the face of everyone who either had slaves or didn't oppose slavery. There were very few people, very few people didn't have red dots on their faces. And that, you know, the 1619 project and all that stuff, which is fundamentally meant, could never have existed back in the days when people still studied history in a meaningful fashion, had you know, you actually had to read about history and, and know something about the subject. We just don't do that anymore. History became part of the political polemics in public education a long time ago. Um, and I remember back in the 80s when people started sounding the alarm. Hey, do you see what these, these textbooks are doing? The, these textbooks are, are changing our history. They're, they're becoming uh, books to advocate for leftism. And people were complaining about it, but probably the one union you cannot possibly fight is the teachers' union. Um, so, and they were they were thoroughly taken over a long, 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 long time ago. Um, so, he may be the product of that educational system, uh, but he doesn't know what we believe. But what does it, any of this have to do? with the founding fathers. It doesn't. None of... You and I will experience constant dissonance and disconnect because we continue to seek to think in a, in a way that Big Brother must destroy and, and, and wash out of our minds. Um, that's what 1984 was all about. That's what the Stasi prison in East Germany was all about. These are things we've talked about so many times before. And yet now we have people, now we, we are watching these people. They are not just in our society. They are seeking to take over our society. They are seeking to fundamentally cripple our society. And it is obvious with the number of people who are being banned from YouTube, uh, banned from Facebook, they're, they've got a list, and they're just working down it. 
That's why you need to have AOMN.org bookmarked. Because it's not going to be long before Big Brother gets to us. We're small fries right now. But they're doing it. They're working through. They're working through the list, and they're just getting rid of people right and left. Because what you need to understand is totalitarian leftists cannot debate. Remember how childish, and 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 that's why we didn't take it seriously. But remember when you would see people coming into classrooms, and when you try to talk with them, all they do is sit there and scream like they're a two-year-old. Well, not even two-year-old, a one-year-old. Um, and yet they're 22 years of age. They, they cannot reason with you. The young lady who was talking to the elderly black man who was trying to protect the statue, he's, he's still functioning on the old world. Logic, rationality, truth, a meaningful foundation for justice and equality and all the, the good things that flow from a recognition of God's law. You listen to her responding, and she cannot respond in, with logical thought. She cannot reason. All she has is a, uh, a data bank of slogans. And when someone contradicts one of those slogans, all she can do is repeat it because she doesn't, the slogan is not connected to a rational thought process. It's based upon falsehoods. But they're indefensible, and so you can't, all you can do is just keep repeating them. You can't defend them. So you can't engage in debate and things like that. And so the left has to shut down all dissent. And that's what Pravda was about. Pravda means truth in Russian. I remember, I, as, as a kid, I was precocious, and I watched the evening news with great interest. And so I remember plainly and clearly Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite was one of the first voices that I can remember in my life. Seriously. My mom, my dad, and Walter Cronkite. Um, I've told you the story. I don't have it in here, but I have it somewhere in my office. I think it's, I think it's over my office. I have a letter I got from Richard Milhouse Nixon um, when I wrote a letter about what was going on in Laos, in the Vietnam War. And uh, I was in first grade. First grade, right. So... I've been listening to this stuff for a long, long time. And so I remember, uh, you know, people warning about what was coming. I, I just could never imagine that it would take the form that it's taking right now. And the destruction of our cultural memory. I had a brief exchange with a young, I think, black lady on Twitter yesterday and she was very upset about what I said. I, I have made the commitment. I'm, I'm the only time I will see any NFL or NBA uh, sports is if they reopen my favorite little um, Italian place to go eat uh, because they normally have sports playing there. Um, I will not turn it on at home. I, I will not. I will not bring it up. Uh, they're going to be having. They're going to have Black Lives Matter on the on the courts, the NBA, and 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 at the for the beginning of the NFL uh, games, they're going to have a second national anthem, a black national anthem. And I have objected to this. And she was like, oh, "It's a beautiful song, and we've sung it in church, and." I'm sure you have, and I'm sure it's beautiful, but you don't, what you don't understand is once you start having multiple national anthems, that nation is doomed. Well, it's not only back to segregation. The nation is doomed. You can't have multiple flags. 
we we should have learned that what was what was Iraq all about? What was one of the main problems in why was Saddam Hussein the kind of man that he was? Because it took Saddam Hussein to hold Iraq together. Because Iraq is not one nation. Iraq is three nations. The Kurds, the Shiites, and the Sunnis. And the only way to hold that thing together is with an iron fist. And so what happens when we start dividing up along the same way? You start having multiple national anthems instead of one national anthem that unifies us as Americans. One flag that unifies us as Americans. What is being done is a specific attack upon that thin fabric that holds this culture together. And it's ripping and shredding all around us. It's ripping and shredding all around us. The result will be catastrophic. It will be catastrophic. The lives that will be lost. Now, it could happen in many different ways. There will be violence. There will be violence. There's no question. There is violence right now. There's lives being lost right now. It's, uh, it's Thursday. So starting tomorrow through to Monday morning, Want to take a sad guess as to how many people will die, how many children will die in Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Los Angeles? The rates of murder and shooting have gone through the roof. Why? Because there's no respect for law. Defund the police, rampage through the streets, and call these folks peaceful protesters and make sure that it's the leaders of the government that are saying those things. And the result? Loss of life. Loss of life. People crippled for life. Want to take a wild guess as to how many there's going to be this weekend? This could be a big number. It's going to be a, a number that will dwarf all the numbers of people all the numbers of black people, because because 97% of the people who've been killed so far in this violence are black people. Yep. So the irony here is just as you had in the Soviet Union, Pravda, um, everybody knew that what was printed in the magazine, or the newspaper called Truth, was not truth. So Black Lives Matter makes a statement with words that is contradictory to what they actually practice. They're willing to sacrifice all the black lives they need to accomplish their goals, which is the destruction of the constitutional form of the United States of America and the establishment of themselves as the elites with power. They'll sacrifice all the black lives they want because black lives do not matter to them. Black lives matter politically as a tool. And once you embrace Marxism, that's all you've got because the Marxist worldview has no foundation to fill in the meaning of that word matters. Matters to the state, matters to the advancement of the state, matters to the continuation of the state, whatever. But it can't be matters as in because it's made in the image of God. That, that's no longer a possibility. And that's what we're facing. That's what we're facing. Um, so, uh, I had some other things here. Let me... Um, oh! <laughs> well, let's, let's do... Let me see what this is. Okay. Did, did you see I made this lady famous? Well, I, it may not have been me, but I did... I did push this. Did we talk about this in the last program? Okay. I remember when I talked, if, if I did, since then, I have seen this go absolutely viral because I talked about, um, and, and this, she's, poor Brittany is not the first young lady to say this. 
But nope, the idea of 2 plus 2 equaling 4 is cultural, and because of Western imperialism colonization, we think of it as the only way of knowing. I'm thankful that people, people are starting to see this, because we've talked about it before. This, she's, she's not the first one to do this. But people, this, this is so foundational that it's helping people to think presuppositionally. They're, they're actually going, but if 2 plus 2 equaling 4 is cultural, as part of imperialism and colonization, um, you, you have to know that to build a building. 2 plus 2 always has to equal 4 when building a building. And when building an airplane, or a car, or a bridge. Well, let's not talk about that. Um, it, it, they're, they're, if they go that far, everything falls apart. Yeah, that, that's what deconstruction is. It's everything falls apart. And then out of the ashes, you build the new utopian society, all based on the negation of and the denial of the biblical concept of man. That's what this is all about. Well, it's a biblical God, first and foremost. But the biblical God has spoken about man. And the reason we set the government of the United States up the way that we did was to diffuse power. Why? Because the founders recognized in King George what happens when power corrupts. They had if not by personal faith, many of them did, but, it, but the understanding of the sinfulness of man. That's why when Benjamin Franklin was asked, when he comes out, what, what have you all done? Well, you've, you've got a republic, if you can keep it. If you can keep it. Remember, the French Revolution was going on at the same time, and it collapsed in upon itself because of its utter detestation of the Christian worldview. Its attempt to deify reason, it didn't work. Damaged everything, but did not work. And so, 2 plus 2 equaling 4 is not cultural. It has nothing to do with Western imperialism. It has nothing to do with colonization. And it would have been nice if the people with PhDs that initially started pushing this stuff uh, could have been forced into doing moderated public debates where they would have collapsed under cross-examination by anyone who knew what they were talking about. And as a result, they lose their job and not promote this kind of idiocy in our, in our universities. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> no kidding. Now, on the, on the positive side of things, I, I wanted to show you this. Just saw it this morning. Uh, one of the things that has really bothered me about uh, what's going on is there's so much neat progress going on in real scientific research and in launching and making functional telescopes. And see, most people think of telescopes as a long thing with lenses in it. Um, you know, like I said, I, I went and got my, my scope, which means I had to carry a, about a 60-pound thing out, of, out to my car, not including the stand, um, that I'll take out at 3-something in the morning uh, and try to quietly, without bothering the neighbors, get it assembled in the dark. Um, and that is a, that's obviously a telescope. But our eyes see a very small fraction of the electromagnetic spectrum. And some of the most amazing images have come from the fact that we now have infrared, ultraviolet, so in other words, telescopes that can see what we can't see. And then we have the radio telescopes, those massive, massive beasts out in Chile and out in the uh, desert in New Mexico, the various arrays uh, that allow us to grab hold of even the faintest. That's how we continue to communicate with Voyager, for example. 
uh, Voyagers 1 and 2 that are, are now in interstellar space, but we, we still are in contact with them, uh, which is an amazing thing. And then one of the most fascinating things we've developed is X-ray telescopes, uh, which, you know, like, a, like an X-ray machine, uh, looks out at the universe uh, in that spectrum, that area of the spectrum, which we call X-rays. And so uh, they just released a new X-ray map of the universe. And that's what it looks like. Now, I, I'll, I'll confess, I'm not exactly sure how all of that works. But this is, this is mapping, this is like six months of mapping X-ray sources uh, all across the sky. And so this is the compilation of those images. And I don't know how to explain all that stuff, uh, but it just gives me the feeling, you know, we, we tend to think that we are so hyper-intelligent now and we know so much more than ancient man did. Because ancient man, can you imagine showing this to ancient man? Can you imagine showing this to, to uh, Abraham Lincoln? Okay? No context in which to even begin to understand any of this. Or what it represents or anything like it. Um, but it does strike me that as we learn these things, as we see these things, it would be like ants in an ant farm developing the technology to look out of the ant farm and see into an aquarium across the room. <laughs> you know? wonder what that is. Because there would be no way to, to... I mean, how can ants begin to conceive of fish swimming in an aquarium? Or maybe next to that, a gerbil in one of those habitat things where it can go all over the place. Um, we, we look at this stuff and we're starting to understand some fraction of it. But there's just so much we do not understand. It is, it's beautiful. I mean, I really think that, I think it's, it's, it's gorgeous. But don't worry, I know. All color is assigned. Um, I, I, I get it. There, there's no such thing as color in x-ray. So what, what they're doing is they're uh, attaching a color to a part of the spectrum in the x-ray band so that you can see the differentiations. You can see the x-ray band up there in the uh, right-hand corner. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's really cool that um, we have this kind of stuff coming out and um, God's creation is neat. Okay, you can take that down. And now, <laughs> for the end of the program, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I sent this to you this morning. Yeah, I did. Um, this was posted um, a fellow up in... Uh, I'll just say a fellow up in Utah. How's that? Sent me sent me this from Linny. Linny. Okay. Let me just put it this way. I could not have imagined what I'm about to read to you. As I stood outside the Mormon temple during the first general conference where we passed out tracks. Could not have... If you had told me... Because that was... 80, 83? Okay. So if you had told me in less than 40 years that I'd be reading this kind of thing, I no, don't think I could have handled it. But here's, uh, here's Lenny. I want to be Mormon, but I want to be the kind of Mormon who says black lives matter who fights for full LGBTQ plus inclusion, including temple ceilings, 
who wants to see women ordained, that would be the priesthood, (laughs) who reads tarot cards instead of patriarchal blessings, who prays to Heavenly Mother, well, there are already ones that do that, I want to be the kind of Mormon who thinks a lot of our past presidents were jerks. <laughs> yeah. That the Gnostics were onto something. That the Nephites were often the bad guys in the Book of Mormon. Who believes Mormons don't have exclusive truth. And who holds personal revelation as the highest truth. Now, man alive. There are so many things. Every time I am sent something from up in Salt Lake City about the the collapse of the Mormon church on LGBTQ plus issues. I get it. It it, it forces me to think through. Okay. The reason it doesn't make any sense to me is because Mormonism has a gendered God. Mormonism has a male Deity. He has a physical body of flesh and bones, and he has male genitalia because he begets children with his physical wives. He has relations with them. They have the female parts, and he has the male parts. And so the last people, if before all this started hitting, the last people I would have expected to be jumping on the LGBTQ bandwagon were the Mormons. Because especially that T is just so destructive of any reading, even of the Book of Mormon. Joseph Smith was way out there, but he wasn't that far out there. Even he never dreamed of something like that. I mean, he got the polyamory thing going. He got the polygamy thing going. Um, But uh, not the you can be a man one day and a woman the next. So once I started seeing over and over again this these the, the Mormon church just giving in, just collapsing on these issues and not taking meaningful, strong stands at all, it just makes you wonder why, and the why is also revealed in these two tweets. Um, Especially the last line. Who believes Mormons don't have exclusive truth and who holds personal revelation as the highest truth. Well, That's Mormonism. That's Mormonism. Holds personal revelation as the highest truth. So here you have a woman who still at the moment cannot hold the priesthood and hence really has no spiritual authority whatsoever to be saying any of these things from the old style Mormon perspective of things anyway. Now her personal revelation is the highest truth. More so than prophets, presidents, more so than the Book of Mormon. That kind of subjectivity has always been the key defining factor of Mormonism. Always has been. Can't, I can't remember how many hours I have spent talking with Mormons about this very issue, about this very thing, that there needed to be an objective revelation. You can't, you can't use the word truth if you don't have an objective revelation. 
it's it's been a part of the system and you you can't argue it out you can't redefine it out and i think the leadership of the church is sitting up there in salt lake city and they know what the next generation actually believes they know what's coming out of byu they've tried to do something about it but they've failed and this is what you the Gnostics were on to something. Well, that doesn't if that doesn't tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you and the Nephites were often the bad guys in the Book of Mormon. Well, that's interesting. Past presidents were jerks. What do you want to bet? At the top of the jerk list. Bruce R. McConkie. Bruce R. McConkie. Oh, you bet. Who are you thinking? Well, okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they've already thrown Brigham Young under the bus. I was thinking more modern people. Um, well, he wasn't a president, though. McConkie wasn't a president, but I'm sure she would include McConkie in the list. Yeah, wow. But how do you get temple ceilings? For transgender individuals. These people are pushing for same-sex marriage to be blessed in the Mormon temple. What does that even look like? How can you can you see the old time Mormons down in Manti putting up with this? No. Uh, I can't either. I can't either. Temple ceilings. Wants to see women ordained. So the Aaronic and Melchizedek priesthoods given to women. Just think about what all this means to LDS theology. If, if you don't understand LDS theology, you may be going, eh. But what is this who reads tarot cards instead of patriarchal blessings? What is that? I guess, look, I've always known that there was a spiritualistic side because of, you know, doing all the stuff for the dead, and I could tell you some hair-raising stories uh, from uh, the years of ministering to Mormons on on that particular subject. Um, But, wow! And there there are a few likes and repostings of these, uh, these statements. You know, every no. I, you know what? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, are it, it, is everybody overplaying their hands? Is there going to be a pushback? I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that kind of stuff scares the old old, old men who run the Mormon church to death. Scares them to death. Or if it doesn't scare them to death, it scares the younger people who hope to become the old, old men that run the Mormon church. It scares them to death because they're going to wonder what they're going to have left once they are finally in charge. What surprises me is what would Ezra Taft Benson have done with these people? Can you imagine the list of excommunications that he would have issued. Uh, he may Spencer be the w. last Campbell. president that had a backbone. Yeah. Um, cuz you really haven't had anybody since him. No. No. No, you haven't. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah, Mormonism is changing. I've said for a long long time, I don't know what it's going to end up looking like. I don't think anybody does. But it's not going to look much like it does today. And there's going to be a lot of power struggles because they've got a lot of money, a lot of money that's under the control of that uh, of that group. So anyway, so tomorrow um, we're supposed to do the sweater vest dialogues. No, I thought 11. That was at nine, I think. Wasn't it? No. No, I think we're I think we're at the same time right now. So I think it's 9 o'clock. So I'm, what I'm thinking is, if we're here, um, and we just finished up, 
I will take the sweater vest off. It's in the other room. But I will take it off so that I don't die of the heat. Um, and we'll just sort of let people know we're firing up the dividing line and we'll we'll sneak one in. Um and maybe maybe open the phones or something. We'll see. Uh but we'll we'll sneak one into the uh, into the hopper uh for uh for tomorrow. But till then, that's the program for now. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. God bless.